2: What's up Cougar Nation, this is Tyler Batty.
1: Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just the three-man rush. Welcome back Cougar Nation to another edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast with BYU defensive end Tyler Batty and uh, you can follow Tyler on social media at Tyler underscore Batty two on Twitter. Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram to follow along with him and all of his socials. And uh, we're going to be talking about that Oregon loss. Tyler was not part of that. He was on the sideline observing that like like many of us were. And we'll get his thoughts on that. And then also uh, just look ahead to Wyoming and an update on your status. So, Tyler, good to talk with you. How, first off, how you feeling, man?
2: How's, how's things going for you? Feeling good, man. Yeah, feeling, feeling a lot better than I was a week ago. So uh, I'll take it. Yeah, we, we do this uh, show just a little bit behind
1: the scenes here. We do this show in a studio together. No Zoom here. We're, we're going in person. And I could tell the, the walk into the building today, is just looked a little more natural today. <laughs> a little today. less of a limp. A <laughs> little less stiff, a little li- less limp. Uh, so you're
2: feeling good then? No, I'm feeling really good, man, and excited. And you were practicing this week too? Yeah, yeah, back in pads and back practicing this week, moving around, yeah. Um, so yeah, gonna be gonna be ready to go for this weekend.
1: That's exciting. We'll we'll talk more about that Wyoming game coming up, eight fifteen kick between BYU and the Pokes, but I think we gotta take a step back. And I know that's tough too because you're probably just full steam ahead. Wyoming all focuses on Wyoming, but we gotta take a just a quick step back on that Oregon game, which feels like a lifetime ago and with how crazy the week has been. That that game, BYU falls by three touchdowns, and and you since you've been part of the program you guys don't want experience losing. You definitely don't experience losing in a blowout fashion. How, how did you feel you didn't play, but you were there on the sideline at Otsen? What'd you think?
2: Uh tough game, man. Um tough game. Go uh going up there, I mean, we 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 felt confident all week, right? That, that we can compete and we can play and honestly, I don't think um you know, maybe we were a little too overconfident uh, going in. Um maybe 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 things weren't uh, quite up to snuff. Um, but it was just a weird game from the get-go. O- honestly, Autzen Stadium, that great place to play. I mean, the, the, the it was rocking for all four quarters. Uh, very, you know, very energetic. Their fans are really involved. Really cool place, really cool stadium. Um, but the game itself was, that was a tough one.
1: Louder than I expected at Autzen. I, I mean, I, I knew that there was much hype and buzz, but really I was up in the press box, and it feels like that sound kind of... Uh, reverberates off that roof a little bit, and it just bounces back down, and it causes a, a loud effect. But I mean, it, it goes beyond the noise, I'm sure, with Otzen in that game. I mean, Oregon they had a lot of success. Uh, you know, I, I'm, maybe I'm just curious. This is a rare spot for BYU where you guys are facing adversity. And do you feel confident coming out of that that you know you know you don't want to ever lose a game, but can you guys be better for this in the long run? You can still accomplish your goals, I guess.
2: I, I think so. I think so. Um, I think that uh, that even though I mean that was that was a tough loss, definitely a, a loss that I, I, I think we we shouldn't have taken. I think yeah. uh, that's definitely that's our that's our that's our game if we go play BYU football. Everyone watching that game, right? They they look at it and they say that's that's something's not right here. Yeah. That's not how BYU plays. And honestly, that's that's I, I think is is the feeling across the board as well for us players is just hey like man what you know what was that what that was not us um but um looking you know looking back at that game just and what we can learn from it i think is um just making sure that we're always you know right with the fundamentals of football right and uh make sure that you know the the consistency there um is is consistent you know what I mean? it, you know uh, looking looking forward towards the rest of the season and, and what we can gain from that game I think one is just hey we have to stay on top of our game like there's no slacking off there's no um you know there's no weeks off it's it's got to be week after week uh day after day of just being consistent consistently preparing consistently performing um and so I think there's a lot uh, that we can actually benefit. I mean, as, as tough as the loss was, I think there's a lot we can benefit from it.
1: What was that uh, – because you didn't get a play in that game due to the injury. What was maybe just the morale of the team on that sideline? Was there ever moments like feeling like, okay, the tide's turning, this is swinging in our favor? Because it felt like Oregon jumped on you early from my perspective. And did it ever feel in moments of the game where – Okay, momentum is building in our favor, or is it just kind of one of those weird games where it just got away from you?
2: Honestly, um there there were a couple moments, right, when we scored that first touchdown. With Iceland. um that you know it was a big moment, momentum builder. Uh, but then honestly, Oregon just came right back out and marched the field and scored. Um and so that's 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 really hard. That's really hard because all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're in this, you know, it was ten to seven or whatever when we scored um, maybe, maybe it was a little more. I can't remember right now. But um, you know we were we were still in it, right? You're still okay. We got it. But then to go down by now another touchdown or a touchdown field goal. You know we're down seventeen to seven or something, something like that. Um, and that I mean that's still you're definitely in in the game. But then for them to score another and and another. Um, honestly, that takes a lot of resilience, um, and that takes a lot of effort, emotionally, mentally, and physically, to try to turn that tide. Um, and uh, and and we we just weren't successful at, at creating some momentum on our side.
1: What uh, again? BYU falls in that game to, to Oregon, forty one to twenty. Uh, you guys are two and one now on the season. What's maybe been the you know what what is Kalani like after a loss? So we know in the in the wins, it's Dancing, you know, and not all the time. It's not always dancing, but you guys are pretty celebratory. You guys get the chance to enjoy your wins, you know, dish out game balls. What's a post game locker room like after a loss like that? What was what was the the room like there at Odson?
2: Honestly, um, we have an incredible coaching staff. Uh, we have an incredible coaching staff, one of the best in the nation, um, and I think aside from. Uh, just be, being good coaches, right? Football-wise, if we're if we're talking specifically football, um, they're good coaches. But but what's even cooler is is they're they're great people. Um, and Kalani's whole mentality and attitude towards football is that yeah, football is important, right? I mean, that's that, his his job security yeah. depends on whether or not he wins games. Um, but. Even even within that, he he realizes that things are bigger than football, right? We have an opportunity to go out and play football and do what we love and impact people through the game. And so after losses, it's not it's not a you know, I've I've I I've, I've no coaches, I've played for coaches that that it's a it's a scream fest, right? You go in there and it's just you just get chewed out and it's just nonstop, honestly, negativity. It's just mm-hmm. it's not a good environment. Um Kalani's the exact opposite we went in there and Kalani's like hey you know there's there's no escaping the fact that there's things that we could have done better to win this game this was a winnable game we let it slip at the end of the day it's a game and there's there's people outside you know that you know that that, that love you your family your friends you know there's people that came to to, to support you BYU fans and and uh, and he does a really good job reminding uh us of that 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 there are bigger, more important things than just a game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I don't think there's a coach that handles loss better than better than Kalani, um, especially just turning what can be a really negative situation, right, and a really negative loss into a positive, into, hey, you know, we're, we're going to love and learn, and we're going to get better.
1: Have you, uh, you know, the fan piece that Kalani noted to you guys about how many people showed up, that was something that stood out to me. I, I typed up a thing on that, at kslsports.com, and I think it it does highlight the uniqueness of BYU football. And I'm kind of curious to just get your perspective as a player when you go to these road venues. But, you know, you guys took it on the chin a little bit. You know, it was a game where, it, you know, it just it got away from you. You guys lost that game. Uh, it, 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 was, it wasn't was close. But... um there were so many BYU fans, a loyal contingent, Royal Blue, clad fans, and they were all cheering you guys on. And then outside the locker room, there's just a sea of BYU fans and players are signing autographs. From your perspective, does it mean a little bit more to you to play for a school where, gosh, it doesn't matter where you're playing, you're going to get a ton of fans, and this just means the world to watch you guys play?
2: Yeah, no, it really does. Um, Just just to, you know, uh, we... Um, I think as a program, we, we just have again a little bit different focus. The culture under Kalani is different than it is in a lot of a lot of programs, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're reminded frequently of of one what we've sacrificed in order to be here, two what others have sacrificed in order for us to be here, and and three what others have sacrificed in order to come watch us, and um, and so it mean, it does it means a ton to us. Uh, it means a ton to us to have fans everywhere we go. That yeah have traveled for hours, um, and, and win or lose, want to still see us and say hi, and you know it's not like they're disgusted. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't want to make that turn off sound social weird. media. Yeah, yeah. No, but like yeah. you know, the, the, they the, care. Yeah, they care, and 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 it's more than just again for them. Again, is it's more than just a game, but they actually like to get to know the players and win or lose. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be there to support them. I think that's incredible, and I think. That's one of the reasons we have one of the fan best fan bases in the country. You mentioned sacrifice.
1: How hard is it just as a competitor and you're someone that works your tail off. It, I mean, it's a 365 job. I don't think people truly sometimes realize that about I kind of I from covering the program, I kind of marvel just the work you guys do. Like I think of winter conditioning and that might be one of the toughest points of the calendar just how you guys are, are you know the, the work you put in in conditioning and then for all all those hours, all that time spent with nude to Fisi, and then then you get a game taken away because you only get twelve guaranteed opportunities is that just just i mean just does that just eat at you when you got ruled out because tuiyaki noted that you were you know you gonna try and give it a go, but he's like he wanted to keep you keep you healthy
2: yeah um it does honestly it sucks you you spend um a lot of hours uh preparing right and yeah. and you have twelve opportunities to go out and 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 show what you've been working for um, individually and as a team. And so, honestly, this year one of my goals was to not miss a game. You know, last year uh, you know, got a little dinged up, um, missed a game early on in the season, very similar. Um, And uh, one of my goals for this year was just like I'm going to play every single game. I'm going to be in every single game no matter what. Um, And I guess fate said no, you know what I mean? It's just – it sucks. It, it it honestly it sucks. Um, but you take it game by game, uh, and you can you control what you can control. And and honestly, yeah, that was just something out of my control. It was just kind of a random injury, and it just yeah, there was nothing I could do about it. And so, uh, yeah, you do what you can. But uh, yeah, you definitely want to make the most out at, at all your opportunities.
1: But again it re-emphasized you're healthy now yes yes you're, feeling much better and you're ready for this week against wyoming correct yes
2: yes very ready 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 to go uh Let, this weekend
1: let's turn the page then to wyoming uh, Eight fifteen kick you can listen to the game on ksl news radio i'll get the the pregame started at six o'clock on the legacy home of the cougars so shameless plug there i gotta hey, tune, absolutely, tu- tune in for absolutely. that absolutely don't that. miss
2: any coverage here <laughs> don't miss any coverage but
1: uh wyoming this do you know anything about BYU and Wyoming lore? I mean, it's it used to be a thing. BYU no, yeah. and Wyoming.
2: Do you know anything about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's There's been a lot of talk about it. There's been a lot of uh, hype about it. And honestly, there's a lot of people from past years and past uh, teams that, that talk about Wyoming all the time. Mm. And honestly, just kind of the bitter rivalry <laughs> yeah. that existed there for a while, back in the whack whatever you know that existed for a long time and and still even though it's not as as common we come across it right it's still not a um it's not a friendly by any means i don't think it's still a very uh, heated if you will rivalry
1: people in wyoming they love this game and and uh, you know i think obviously with BYU fans, it's the rivals, Utah, even Boise State's taking on a bigger stage, and, and Utah State's bigger. There's a trophy involved in that one. But yeah, Wyoming, uh, for teams outside of the state of Utah, BYU has played Wyoming the most. And even a 100 years ago, uh, for a history lesson here, their, their first win, BYU's first win was against Wyoming. So uh, there is a deep history with BYU and Wyoming what do you uh, expect from the Pokes coming up on Saturday night like what do you feel is kind of the the read without giving divulging the game plan coming up on Saturday
2: No uh anyone that watches the film um you can see they they're an old school team they're you know where we're, we're going to go we're going to go double tight eye formation and we're going to run the ball that is that's their identity um that's Wyoming and so that's what we're expecting we're going we're expecting to to see them uh, run the ball and and we're expecting to see our defense step back in, and and our especially our D line to to stop that run. I loved uh, John Nilsson's commentary this week. I asked him just how hungry
1: is the defense to get back out there, and I think John's had a pretty good season thus far. Uh, you could probably speak more to him, but uh, you know, just he, he, I could tell that you know sometimes. It, maybe maybe I'm wrong, Tyler, but sometimes the players you get these media scrums, and it's like you're getting these questions, you're probably like, just get me out of here. Like let's just give the <laughs> give a canned answer. But you can tell when there's some emotion behind the words, and I could tell with John when I asked him how ready is the defense ready to get back out there on Saturday, and could just there was a lot of emotion behind those words, and I'm curious to just get your thoughts of just how hungry from what you've seen through practice this week. The, the hunger level if you will of this defense to maybe redeem themselves uh, you know in the, the team as a whole but for speaking for the defense uh coming up on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um very again very hungry and uh like like we've talked about pre- previously I think uh again the defense has a lot to prove this year. Um and it's game to game and honestly we were doing a good job of that up until Oregon and then you know that we just Defense yep. wasn't you know, wasn't 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 firing on all cylinders against Oregon. Um and so this week dudes are yeah, they're ready to go and uh yeah, it's definitely anytime you take a loss, especially one where the defense, you know, didn't do phenomenal, uh, you want to come out and you wanna redeem yourself. And not just like, oh yeah, they did no, like again, dominant, physical, like very apparent that, that it's gonna be a defensively dominated game by BYU, you know that we don't wanna allow them to rush for any yards on the ground. You know, we don't want them to move the ball whatsoever. We want to make them throw it, and then uh, when they throw it, we want to take advantage of that as well. So um, guys are hungry. I'm, I, for one, yeah, I, I can echo the same, yep. uh, you know, emotion that that John uh, showed is just we are yeah, we are ready, man, and we're, we're we're honestly pissed off and, and ready to go. So, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be fun. And we're excited above everything. We are very excited to get back out there and and, and show what we can do.
1: I'm I'm excited for it as well. Uh, you know, it's it's been a crazy week though, uh, Tyler. Uh, for people that saw the news and it's been talked about by the coaches, Dallin Holker's he's got the intention to go into the transfer portal. I'm curious, you just maybe from the team reaction, and you can focus on your. Your personal side of it, because you're not going to speak on other people's opinions, but uh, just maybe the the shock factor. Your just initial response to like, what? Wait, wait I, like, how did how did this get brought up? How would you guys find out?
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, honestly, I I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. Um, Dallin's Dallin's a stud. I, I yep. love Dallin. Really, he's he's. He's a grinder man he he works his butt off um really talented again big physical athletic dude um really awesome really good guy uh so honestly, it took a lot of by surprise, especially me uh, specifically i I did not see that coming whatsoever um, and then that was kind of the uh you know kind of the the emotion across the table just like oh um you know he's he's out of here, but honestly um that that that's always tough right that's always that's always tough uh and 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 with with the, with the way the transfer portal works um i, I think it, it does allow guys to have a little bit more uh flexibility you know they're they're able to maybe get more of what they want out of something sure. you know what i mean um being able to you know yeah um save your eligibility and and then go you know go play somewhere else where you, you know you may find a little bit bigger role um and, uh, and so, yeah, I'm, you know, best of luck to Dallin, um, wherever he ends up at, you know, if he, if he changes his mind, you know, and wants to stick around, <laughs> yeah, we'll be glad to have him. Um, but Dallin, but Dallin's a good, good dude, good dude, very talented. You know, the,
1: the transfer portal windows, uh, you know, it's, it's unique now they, they can't put their name until like December after the, the, the championship is determined with the playoff and everything. He's obviously still going to be a student if, I mean, I don't know if you what your class schedule's like, but if you have a class with Dallin, would that be kind of awkward? Like, hey, Dallin, like, what's up, man? Is, I mean, I don't know. Is that just kind of a what do you think of that? Just maybe uh, yeah, dynamic. Uh,
2: totally, totally. That's um, yeah. I mean, that's that's not. Good. It's gonna it's gonna be awkward for sure, yeah. right? It's like, hey, you know, what's up, man? Yeah, like, um, and and you know, um yeah again well i want the best for down you know and, and and that and um we wish him the best but you know we we gotta we've got a season um you know we got a rest of a season to focus on and would have loved to have him with us um you know for the rest of that season and being able to help us and contribute and as he has in the past um so yeah i, th- I think i think we'll miss him a little for sure but definitely a lot of talent still
1: in that time yeah room. Isaac oh, rex, absolutely
2: isaac rex mason wake uh Carter Wheat,
1: Ethan Erickson, Lane Lunt, uh, Houston Hamuli. You want to put him in there as a fullback, but ton of talent. Even like a young Anthony Olson uh, seems like a guy that's got a promising future ahead of him in his BYU career. But yeah, BYU's got to move forward. I- I'm curious, you know, too, just for, for your personal experience is is uh, do you do you feel like there's been a you know because during your time in college football. There is more of a narrative about you know NIL, and we're having this conversation via NIL. Uh, I, I I honestly think that people sometimes forget that you know college players have sacrificed a ton, and it's good that you guys have a little bit more power and, and <laughs> flexibility to you because you only get one crack at this, you only get one chance to play college football, and you know if you feel like you got the chance to make the most of it somewhere else, peaking for Dallin Holker, uh, by all means, like you got to do your thing. The timing, sure, maybe not ideal, but, uh, you know, is do you feel like it's been uh, nice to have just, in your case, you know, for speaking for yourself, like, options where you can get NIL, you've got that just more empowerment in the in this era of college athletes, because before it, that wasn't a thing at all.
2: Yeah, honestly, I, I think so. Um, I, I agree. I think a lot of people don't realize what goes in yeah. um, to get to this point, Um because you only get one crack.
1: I mean, right. it's just like you, you, Dallin, I remember Ed Lamb years ago said it, uh, like every scholarship athlete in college football should have the goal of being in the NFL. And I got to imagine that extends to all 123 you guys on that roster because it's being it's more competitive than ever before from my vantage point. Uh, I just feel like, you know, like it, it takes a lot. And you only get one crack at it to maybe – Get the NFL, get the degree, right, exactly. and, and you got to do whatever makes you happy.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I think, I think guys have way more opportunities than ever before to do that to make the most of their four, or five years, you know, whatever that they spend in college. Um, I think for a lot of years, dudes, athletes got taken advantage of. Honestly, <laughs> they did uh, yeah, like exploited. I mean, there's a lot of people making a lot of money, and and the little guy didn't get a seat at the table. Um, the dudes who were sacrificing. I mean, time, money, their bodies. Right? They very few were reaping rewards from that, other than you know the enjoyment of, of playing the sure. game, um, which at the end of the day is enough for all of us, right? Yeah. And if, if if things were different, I'd, it's not like I wouldn't be playing football. I totally <laughs> right. still would be. Right. And, and I if I'm getting exploited by the NCAA, well, like <laughs> and getting a
1: great degree from BYU, right?
2: <laughs> of course, let's not yeah, let's not forget that we <laughs> we do you know we do get a degree. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's fantastic. Um, honestly, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way, right? And I, I don't think anyone else would is you just, you, you know, you want to play football for as long as you can yeah. and as much as you can. And so opportunity to do that is great. But, uh, NIL and the transfer portal and the way things have changed. Um, I think we've just seen the tip of the iceberg with how it's going to shape college football for a lot of years to come.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a great point, Tyler, because I, I think that and just from my vantage point, I mean, I, you see this conference realignment stuff and you're seeing big 10s getting, you know, billions in a year like 7 billion you're thinking okay there was one thing in like 1995 when i started watching <laughs> college football and there was maybe, you know, 3 or 4 nationally televised games but now the money's nuts and there's there'll eventually be a time maybe the next wave of pace and high superstars are nah, going to be there we they're going to be at BYU and <laughs> they're going to have the chance to make some big money but yeah i mean i think that there'll come a day where probably Athletes will eventually get a cut of maybe these TV deals. And, you know, with the, the the level of money, I used to think that would be a crazy thought and you'd probably ruin college football. But now, with the money that's being thrown around in college football, like, I mean, BYU last week, they made $1.1 $1. $1 million for you guys to go out and play a game. Like, right. you're not seeing a dime. I mean, we're not trying to get on this, uh, you know, episode right. of being like, give the players more hey, money.
2: Give me some more money here. No, no. We can yeah. talk with our agents with this episode of the podcast, but.
1: But yeah, I mean, like there's just so much money involved and it's like, you know what? Hey, if you got to do you and you got to take care of you and your wife, you know, again, like I just think that no one should be hating on on anyone's personal decisions because also we don't know the full story of their personal life. We don't, we don't know. Right. And so it's exactly. just like it, you got to let uh, let someone uh, do what they got to do. What's best. It makes them feel happy in their life. Final thoughts, Tyler, before I let you loose. Uh, Wyoming game, you guys are motivated to get back on the field. Uh, I'm curious, you guys compete every single day with the offensive line. What do you feel is like the the read on that group right now? How are they feeling? Because I mean, they're. I mean, I know you're not in that room, but right. uh, how how are they feeling right no, now? Because our, that run game is struggling right now.
2: Yeah, our our offensive line, they're a bunch of tough dudes, tough, talented, physical. Um, yeah, they're they're honestly they're they're incredible, and I I think for them it's a very you know similar um uh feeling it's just a yeah we're gonna go out and, and we're gonna move people around we're gonna move people around against their will <laughs> um and we're gonna do it all game long uh and i have no doubt that those guys will they're they're great at their, what they do they're great at their jobs we have a great offensive line coach um coach funk and so uh, i think those dudes are absolutely gonna get after it this week and uh and yeah, sh- show off a little bit. You know, to make 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 it known, make their presence felt uh, for sure. I
1: like that. Uh, you know, I'm curious too. This is kind of a off topic because again, when I was thinking about offensive line, defensive line, you guys so you guys go in your separate team meeting rooms. How often do you guys meet in that big room in the student athlete building where you guys all? Is it every single day? Our
2: team room, yeah. So uh, so every day we open with team meetings. So yep. it's team meeting into special teams. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we're, we're, we're in there every day. The whole team is so. And when those, cause I think, gosh, what was it last week? There was,
1: I can't remember. I think I saw something on, maybe it was Jack Demone's Twitter. I, I can't remember what uh-huh. I saw, but do you guys typically have like, how, how do you like, what are those, what consists of those meetings? Like laying out the day of how, what you guys do or what, what do you dive into there?
2: Um, it's really just anything that needs to be addressed. Right. So yeah. team meeting is just kind of general. Hey. Um yada, yada, yada. anything specific going on that day that's out of the normal yep. um they'll address and then uh and then yeah, special teams um we normally will roll right into special teams and go over to that before we all split off to our individual meetings but
1: i- bring that up too because earlier in the week uh again john Nilsson he he mentioned that the the d line had a heart to heart, and you were a key voice in that, so meetings wise
2: uh what was maybe the message yeah, no um we we did yeah we uh you know at, after after a loss uh, there's plenty of time to reflect and and, and just kind of evaluate uh especially um and and so yeah we 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 talked as a d-line and and just kind of reminded ourselves of of just the little things right that we need to be doing and and really our goals for this season um as a d-line as a unit um and as a defense and uh just making sure that Again, we're uh, we're doing everything that we need to be doing. Um, you know, you kind of get into your rhythm, and uh, and sometimes maybe little details or little things can be forgotten that uh, that shouldn't be right that are that are really essential to your preparation or your performance come game day. And so, it really was just a hey, um, you know, where are we? And just a reminder of all, all, all the things that that we need to be taking care of um, on and off the field, just to make sure that when Saturday rolls around. We're ready to go hundred and fifty percent. again, it just comes back to consistency um and and being good occasionally is you know that's 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 tough to do. Um, being good, you know, one out of twelve games, yep. you know that's honestly that's fairly easy to do, but being good every game. Week after week is really, really tough to do. That's why only the bet right? That's why I think only the best teams are able sure. to do it. Um, and so it was just a reminder of just hey, that is who we are. That is our identity. We are a great team. Um, we are a great unit. Let's let's do what we need to do and, and what we know we can do and, and and just show that come Saturday.
1: Love that. it's uh give me a fun night on Saturday. And I'm curious too, when when you talk about that uh, that meeting and just you know had that conversation how has it felt for you um, you know to maybe evolve in this program as is a is a more prominent voice you know when you first come in as a freshman you're probably last on the totem pole maybe a little bit (laughs) reserved I I can't speak for you maybe maybe you had a different dynamic but uh, how has that been to to know that you're like a, a voice that the underclassmen the that is a that resonates within this BYU football program
2: yeah, uh you know, honestly when I when I showed up we had some old dudes. Um we had some old dudes. Who who were they? Refresh my memory. Um uh I mean Chandon Chan Harry, oh, right? Yeah, so, Chan so we and had Channon, we have Tristan Hodge, especially yeah. like one of those offensive line dudes that'd been around, you know, uh, like Bracken, yeah. Macri, right? You know, guys that yeah. have I mean, we had dudes that you know, like we're playing under Bronco, you know, that we're still around. <laughs> hey, right? you still got get, Earl. So, he signed with Bronco. Okay, see, see, and that, that's, that is the last of a dying breed, honestly. No. But when I showed up, we had, we had a lot of dudes that had yep. been a lo- around for a while. We had a lot of good leaders on the team. Um, we had a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good voices, right? You know, uh, Troy Warner, Isaiah Cafuzi, you know, especially yeah. on the like Tong on the defensive side of the ball, guys who had been around for a while and, um, Honestly, uh, so yeah, things have definitely changed, right? Uh, for for me, um, just because we we had you know those those guys, and uh, for me it was just, it was great to be able to, to learn from them, um, football wise, and and and, and um, when it when it came to just you know helping guys around you know hold the standard. Um, but yeah, of course, you know as people disappear, you know more people have sure. to step in and fill roles, and and honestly. Um, I've I've kind of alluded to this and talked about this before, but um, I've never necessarily like thought of uh, yeah what I what I do being you know to be a voice or whatever. Honestly, it's just like hey, I see something that yeah. that I like or that I don't like, and and I think my personality is just to address it. And so you want to win too, yeah, and I want to win, so I'm going to do everything I can to do that. But no, it, it's been awesome, and honestly, we have a lot of young guys that have that have stepped up as well. Um, to, to kind of fill those those leadership roles and, and and to help the team move and progress and and that have, those guys you know have, have encouraged the guys around them to be better you know and and uh, I, I think it's it's created a great a- atmosphere for our team and, and a great culture
1: we'll see that culture on display again uh once uh for byu and, and Wyoming uh, 815 kick on espn2 and KSL News Radio at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Get there. A lot of tickets out there still. Fans, you got to buy the tickets. You can't just say, "Gonna have the best atmosphere in the Big Twelve, <laughs> and it's only a one-game deal." You got to show up. You've Got to show up those you late show nights. Up. Tyler's showing up. He's yes, playing sir. as you heard here on Cougar Tracks, and uh, you'll see him in action. And Tyler, stay healthy, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing you back this weekend. Absolutely,
2: thank you, Mitch. Always
1: enjoy, Tyler. It's great conversations here on Cougar Tracks. Make sure to follow Cougar Tracks on all major podcasting platforms. And we will be back next week with Episode 5, Looking Ahead. Well, actually, we'll be a little bit earlier, I believe, next week because there's a Thursday game. Uh, We'll be catching up uh, to talk BYU-Utah State and recapping BYU-Wyoming. So we'll talk to you next time here on Cougar Tracks.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids.